podcast with Mo. What up? Welcome to episode 25 of A Podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is a podcast. Uh, this week we are joined by Snappy and by Koopy. We discuss um, some like fake news shit. A new patron on our Patreon that everyone should go fucking donate a dollar to. That'd be awesome. Um, the plans for the music episode, Fortnite, Bob Saget, The Innocent Man, uh, Oklahoma in general, and AI government. Um, an email we receive, uh, science, climate change, Trump, dog walking stories. We both had one. Y2K, uh, Santa age, like whenever, you know, people find out about fucking Santa shit. Uh, Christmas stories, stem cell fillings, smoke detectors, NBA talk, uh, books, TV shows, and top five favorite Christmas gifts. Um, thanks for checking out the podcast. What up? And we are joined by Snappy. Merry non-gender neutral Christmas. Oh, fun story about that. Come out. It was a big hoax to just get all conservatives pissed. I'm sure. <laughs> I was trying but to. Exp- you know, I mean, what we don't ever know is when we say they say or people say. Like, right. Who's actually saying this? Well, I was talking to a guy I work with today, actually, and I was like, you know, it's an example of that. There's the non-gender Santa that the so-called jokesters on the liberal side throw out there to piss off conservatives and then there's also like the made up shit about the conservatives you know the people throw out there so like someone's doing it because it gets some clicks on some web page and it's because dumb fucks click web pages and then they go around telling everyone they know like hey did you hear about this news story when it's actually not true well i hate to even click on stories because i'm afraid it's going to be clickbait right so i'm afraid i'm just afraid you just come here for our guesses um, all right, so the podcast rather sounds way better or way worse this week because the whole podcast room is different, and we don't have a computer between us, and I don't really know how that's going to go. Well, I don't feel like Tim the Toolman Taylor. I can see you this time. I don't like it. Um, first thing I got to say is we have a new patron at patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. They're just the fan level, so they get a one-time shout-out to Taylor, who was on this podcast last week. Is that our fan level um so i will take it thank you taylor um i will say last week's episode i thought was pretty good like i was kind of joking before the best ever, but it really may be like it was entertaining it actually kind of was even like me as someone who doesn't even like listening to it after we do it um i thought it was pretty good and then i've been reaching out to so many people for this music episode we have coming up soon that i feel like they've all been listening to it i'm like fuck i hope it's as good as i think it is i don't know Right, none of my music guys hit me up, so... Right, and the music thing, right now I have 13 people, 11 of those are rappers, one is a beat, and one is New Time Zone, so he's talking about this podcast forever until I had a beef with him, but I'm going to like call a truce for the music episode. I wanted more rock bands, or country singer, whoever the fuck wanted to that made music, but... Rappers, I guess, are just probably more common because, like, you can do it by yourself. And so people are on the internet like, fuck yeah. And honestly, my thought was, like, when I made music, I wanted anyone to listen to it. I wanted it played anywhere, and that would be awesome. 
And some people were cool like that. Other people were like, they thought their shit was awesome. And I'm like, since you're making beats, you ought to try to get into some uh, mixed martial artists, uh, artist, their intros. Yeah, I had a friend in California, CJ. I don't think he listens to this or anything, but he's asked me about making him a intro song before, but he was something like rapping it. And at that time, I just wasn't really rapping. And I was like, man, I can't make something fucking hard like that. Like, that's just not my vibe these days. Um, but anyway, music episode, the plan right now. Let's see this. This is coming out on Christmas, this episode that we're currently recording. I'm going to try really hard to have this come out the Friday after Christmas, the music episode. Okay. If I think I can do it, uh, the host I'm getting is skinny who will not be on any other podcast, but I convinced him this is very little work. It's just listening to songs and then him giving his reaction. And he listens to like EDM music and goes to Ray's and he likes country music and he likes rock music. Man, with skinny, you ought to set up a little camera in the corner. And just to have his reactions, because you know he'd be jamming to the music. Oh, yeah. And just put it on your YouTube page. Well, honestly, <clears throat> his problem is, even sober, he's a giggler. Like, he just giggles. And he knows it. He even he was over here yesterday, and he was like, man, I'm going to just be giggling the whole time. And I was Every like, time I've ever met him, he just, he just smiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. He just he, he doesn't talk a lot. But um, we're going to tell you he is. He's just, he likes music more than anyone else I know. And he'll be like... He'll hear one of my beats like, oh, yeah, that's that cloud trap. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. So he's just more knowledgeable than me on some things. Uh, and I think it'll be fun. And he's a good friend of mine. So we're going to see how he does. But anyway, right now we have 13 songs. So, again, there isn't much time. There'll be like about 24 hours from the time this comes out to the time I'm recording the music episode. But if you can somehow hear this and want your music included, email me. I bet we could squeeze it in. If it's in that time. Um, oh, and also try to get us on Spotify. I'll throw that out there. Now, Spotify has this whole like beta program for podcasts. Um, I uploaded it. It looks like it only took like half the episodes and like random ones. Not all of them are uploaded. So I don't know if from like this point forward, all of them will be. Right. And then the rest is just fucked and it's whatever. I don't know. But... Anyway, check out Spotify if you have it. See if you can find us. I couldn't last time I looked, but it said it could take like 24 hours and all that. And it hasn't been that long since I, what well, has been now officially, but well, not Hopefully they all download. Right. <laughs> I don't know how it even counts your listens and plays and shit, but like SoundCloud wasn't an official affiliate for your podcast. You had to do this other thing if you had SoundCloud. So I think that had something to do with the way not all of them got transferred, but I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, check that out if you use Spotify, because I know a lot of people do. Um, all right, I think that's all the housekeeping I have. Oh, yeah, I got to shout out the other patrons, which is you, my mom, Hurricane Haynes. Hurricane, did he, did he email you or write no, you No, he in? doesn't ever. Uh, he usually, like, messages you or something. Every once in a while, he'll message me. Um, but he's, like, a, like, the number one listener that just doesn't have any contact. And that's cool. I mean, I don't, I mean I know, I'm not trying to force it. Maybe I wanted to hear a story about a hurricane. I don't think there was one, unless it was with a lady. We have a pretty funny story. I could someday. I don't know. There's something. My wife's gonna be on this episode, you know. So I'm not trying to tell any crazy, dumb stories. Um, Okay, before I brought up Fortnite and how some fucker was suing him, right? Yep. More people are now suing Fortnite. There's the Floss guy, the Carlton. Yes, those are the two main ones. Now. I have like two weird thoughts. 
I think it's good in the long run to set a precedent so that in the future these guys could get paid for whatever. But the Carlton has been in like 40 video games. There's this YouTube video going around that shows like a compilation of every video game it's been in in like the last 12 years. And so he does look kind of dumb right now being like, well, now I'm pissed. Now that Fortnite, the most popular game maybe ever. I mean, is it like skins you have to buy these dances? Yeah. Well, then that's a little different instead right, of I just agree. coming with the game. Now, however, just want some royalties. he didn't own a copyright on the <clears throat> dance, and he's just now filing for it. So I think from, okay, this point forward, sure, they grant you the copyright, right. but you fucked up. That's kind of my thought. And I don't, I'm previously was like, you should get paid if you if it's your dance. But there are copyright laws and shit. That's a thing. I mean, just some royalties. I mean, I don't think you should make 100%. Right. Now... Honestly, Fortnite didn't need the fucking Carlton dance to blow up. He didn't fucking blow up goddamn Fortnite. So, I mean, maybe uh, his money's running low because you hear so many millionaires. No, he does a bankrupt America's funniest home videos these days. You know, YouTube for TV. You know, like I don't even know how that show's fucking on anymore. America's funniest home. Yeah, it's because there's old uh, people that don't know what the fuck YouTube is. Well, my kid caught it uh, the other day. So, like before the Sunday night game, we'd have to watch that thirty minute episode. Because he was just all into it, and then he found it on YouTube. Right. You well, I mean, it. it was just YouTube before we had YouTube, right? It was like Bob Saget's curated internet viral videos before the internet. I don't know if I can ever respect Bob Saget. I know it was just a movie line, but who wouldn't suck dick for Coke? I mean, that line uh, I thought that just, shit was fucking funny. It was funny as fuck, but I just lost a little respect for it. Oh, I love Bob Saget because I love Entourage. Entourage is one of my favorite TV shows. I like shows. Bob Saget. I'm just, you know, that, and that line. He plays himself, basically, and he's such a dirty-minded person. And then I think it's like season three of Entourage. The guy's moving to a new house that's next door to like a prostitution, like but like high-end prostitutes, not like a whorehouse sort of scenario. And Bob Saget's always there. At the whorehouse when they're there, and he's like, I don't know, he's just funny as fuck. I like Bob Saget. Maybe we should uh, do that as a top five one time. Top five uh, movie lines. I, I couldn't. You could narrow me, it down. Right. I mean, you could pick five. Honestly, I couldn't. Pick, I couldn't even think of five. Like to me, that's not something I've ever in my life been like. That's a you cool movie about, line. You talk about quoting movies and things all the time. Yeah, but I'm never like quality movie line. I don't no, know. But you're like, man, I use those lines all the time in How High. Yeah. I just heard y'all last week's episode. I with did. Taylor. But I'm not like, in my mind, I don't rank them. It's not like a movie. It's just a fucking line. I don't know. All right, fine. Bad idea, man. That's something I can pitch in on. Fuck, I know you can get all sensitive Golly, about it. I don't get sensitive. It's not what it sounds like to <laughs> us. Um, all right, I finished The Innocent Man. Have you finished it? I have not finished it. Me and my wife, we just kind of had a busy week. Uh, finishing up Christmas and figuring out what we need to do. This right. place, our place. I've only got to episode three. Well, even then, I don't think anyone says he's going to ruin it. I think the editing is weird, especially you'll come a time where it's like they've introduced the journalist and some fucking lady. Um, and the editing is just weird because we know where everything's at, right? So right. it shows her like, quote unquote, a simultaneous like talking one long strand but she's like by Vintage 22 over here, and then all of a sudden she's fucking east of town. And you're like, well, no, no, no. That's miles apart from each other. That wasn't one fucking sentence. 
You I cut that was, together. I thought it was fucking weird that they keep evidence in these local storage lockers. I know. Now I'm like, oh, that's where the evidence is. And she was there? just all touching it and handling it, and you're like, okay, are they? They're trying to reopen the case here, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, and she's just all fondling it. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, so that is weird. Um, some people are saying that it makes Ada look bad because of the like corruption aspect of it, and I'm like, yeah, but it should for that part. Like that, it should look bad for that. To me, the part I think that is somewhat unfair. And my wife was kind of disagreed. Is that they did find, like Taylor mentioned last week, all the people who are just like no teeth no paint on their house. We're going to interview them. Now, those people may have been the people that actually knew these people the best. So maybe that's why. But it does seem like they could have shown other places. Like, oh, yeah, there are normal people, too. Look back at movies and documentaries and news uh, views. Anytime they interview anyone from Oklahoma, it's that way. That's the way that they try to portray us to the rest of uh, America. That's fine. I don't care. I, I think about it. Anytime you, someone comes on TV, they're just fucking toothless and... You can barely understand them. Sound like they're from Louisiana. Now, but to be fair, if they show someone from like other places, they also pick the crazies. It's just our crazies have a certain hillbilly look to them that I'm like, well, it's not really like how everyone is. Anyway, Innocent Man. Oh, yeah. In case anyone missed it, uh, we like live in the town that shows based on so it's pretty fucking weird because it was like a big netflix hit here and for what i've gathered so far if you can tell a good story in court that's all it takes right i feel pretty dope that before i even watched it all i made that big spiel to taylor last week about that and then that's more or less how that plays out as well right it's like oh yeah you just get evidence and then you try to tell a story and then you hope the court buys it or whatever like that's basically just how it goes and it's not even a a story about uh, this uh, jury full of peers, you know? Like, peers are, you know, like people I could associate with. Right. And when you see the jury selection process, they don't go over that or anything in this, but when you see how it works of, like, even when they get down to the people that are willing to do it, then the attorneys can go through and be like, nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. And then they could, like, systematically, like, say if there was, like, a Mexican person on trial, they can like, uh, the attorney, you know, that's against a Mexican person. They don't want Mexican people in the jury. So they're like, uh, I'll kinda, take those two off, but you get these two. That your choice. defeats a purpose of their peers. Right. But they do it like a trading card thing. Like, well, we'll let you kick that one off if we can kick this one off. And then they like wager. It's fucking weird. Or the, way the it people works. that try to get out of it, like, uh, I'm going to go guilty, whatever. They try to tell the judge all these stories. Like, I've heard it all. You're doing it. Right. You're just like, okay, they have already got their mind made up. There's going to be no justice here. Yeah, I agree. I, that's why we need – remember the Watson computer? Do you know what that is? That uh, I think IBM or whoever it was, they made it, and they'll go play Jeopardy, and they'll be on commercials, and it's like this artificial intelligence computer, and you can ask it a question, and it'll fucking answer it. We need to build an AI system like that that we just let – we all agree can make judgments on things. Like it just thinks rationally. And then we can like, submit our question. But at the same time, someone programs that shit. You'd have to let it learn and its uh, motives and uh, primitive actions would have to be something like super moral because you can't let it learn from the internet because the internet's fucked now. Oh, my God. But because anytime they let AI learn from the internet, they all of a sudden become white supremacist robots because there's so much of that. Um. Anyway, I don't know how we got on any of those topics. Um. I did see today shit about this border wall 
I hadn't heard anything about the border wall for a while. Apparently, the border wall is back, and someone is wanting – they're floating this bill that us Americans are going to pay $5 billion to build a border wall. 5.7? $5.7 billion. Now, of course, I could easily say I thought Mexico was paying for the wall. What happened to Mexico paying for the wall? But really, I'm just like, if we can just out of thin air create $5.7 billion for a wall – why can't we create $5.7 billion for all the other shit we need? Or why do we just not create five? I don't know. It's just, it's strange. Well, Politics yeah. is weird. All, all that money that they're not putting into Syria anymore. Right. And then that's another thing. So for years, because there's a, there's a subreddit called Trump Criticizes Trump in which they basically just find old Trump tweets they go exactly against what Trump's doing now. So, you know, when Obama's pulling the troops out of wherever Trump's like, that's how you recreate ISIS is by pulling people out of the, and then Trump does the same thing. And even Fox and friends and Fox news always for Trump are saying, that's also a thing. You're going to create a power vacuum and then ISIS is going to overtake the area. But again, I don't think we should be policing the world, but if we're already there and we've got our nose in business, it's a sticky I situation. I don't think we should have anything overseas but spies and undercover. That way, in case they are building nuclear, then they can report well, it. I guess. It depends what's the, what the goal is. And I think that's always what I keep in mind. I can that just convinced. needs to be the world because they can't do anything over here on our soil without nuclear. But so what as long as they're not doing nuclear. America's goal is to run the world. And in order to do that, they want to you know, control the oil and where the oil's at. Like, I just, in a perfect world, yeah, if, like, we were content with our land and we're just going to be happy here and be happy, but that's obviously not what America's been doing for a while. So it's like, I don't know, I guess if their goal is to do, I I just, ISIS also could become a problem. I don't know, that fucking, like, we're bombing people with fucking drones. You don't think they see that and they're like, oh, I bet we could bomb people with drones. No shit. So it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to get so fucking sticky so quick. I don't. I mean, they don't have freedom as kids. I mean, they study, so they know that shit. Well, but they also get recruited very young. They're very fundamental. They don't know, like, real sciences. I mean, some science they do, of course, but they, if you've seen some of those videos, and I'm not trying to, like, be mean on that one religion. I'm pretty fucking hateful to a lot of religions. But some of the shit they say is crazy. And it like the reason you get erections that point towards the skies because virgins are in heaven waiting for you. Like their priests are saying this shit right to like wow. thousands and thousands of boys, and they're like, "All right," and they're like, "And that proves physics isn't real because gravity." And you're like, "What?" So anyway, man, there was something I was gonna pull up, but I totally don't know what it was. Oh, email. We had an email. I didn't want to forget it. Kind of out of order and sporadic, but I'm sure it'll be all right. Um. So, our cousin Rusty wrote in. He wrote in for last week's episode, but he wrote in after we recorded because we've been recording a little early. Um, He said I didn't have to read it, but I'm going to, like, skim through it at least and all that. And, by the way, him and Jason, Jaybird, as we call him, are brothers, in case anyone cares to know that connection. See, I grew up uh, more with Jason, Jaybird. Right, and I grew up more with Rusty. Um, I think uh, Jaybird just always has went together as a common nickname. 
Right. Know, I, I thought Bird, about that Jay as well. Bird. I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know why I didn't have that answer. I bet, yeah, he was naked as a Jaybird. He probably yeah. ran around naked once, and they called him that, and then it just stuck. And then we said Birdman. That's what we said originally. That's why I was like, okay. how do we get Birdman? I call him Birdman. Huh? Right, and that's eventually. Now, I grew up being called Jason a lot by my father because my dad and Jason and then their black friend Jerry who worked with them. I'm only reason I say black is it's important in the next part of the story. So my dad would yell at me and be like, Jason, Jerry, Rusty, I mean Aaron. And I'd be like, Jerry? You're gonna call me Jerry? <laughs> like and I would just give him shit about it. Everyone like, in that family goes roll call. I know it's so like how do you Dustin Billy Eric? Yeah, it's like just no no names. God damn oh it. man, I just go down the list until they get it right. <laughs> um all right. Anyway, he said, uh, hopefully, you know, he wasn't the only one to email, and he wasn't. He was just a little slow. And he said he was listening to me talk bitch about fucking Christmas cards, and on the day that happened, he received a Christmas card from me and my wife. So I was a little hypocritical, I yeah, guess. That, that, my... that is pretty funny. It was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, he said he checked out Adam Ruins Everything. It was a show I knew Rusty would would dig or whatever and he was saying how the episode he watched was about how 60 percent of scientific discoveries published aren't repeatable and therefore are actually would be false because you can't repeat an experiment then doesn't have like to stand on um and i agree with that from what i understand what i've looked into it it's just that so many things are published and there's not enough people out there that just want to disprove people like all the trolls are just on the internet and they need to go get degrees and fucking be like Ooh, I'm going to disprove your science experiment. But they don't. Like, they're just not enough. Like, everyone wants to discover their own new shit, from what I understand. That's on the email or whatever. But, um, so yeah, it is crazy. And then he kind of, Rusty goes into this whole subject of climate change. And not that he did, if it matters, if it's real or not. Not that that's uh, the conversation here. But why can't we just all agree that the sun is the most abundant and cleanest energy source and just figure out a way to use it better? And not be crazy about it. So instead of just letting the oil companies control everything, can we at least agree, like, well, we should all just use wind and solar energy? Like, that just makes sense, regardless of politics. Right. And I agree. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm sure a long, a few episodes ago, oh, 10 episodes ago or so, I mentioned how, like, somehow the Democrats made it where, like, they were the party against rape. And it was like, well, that's weird. Everyone should just be against it. I feel the same about this. Like, everyone should just be for solar energy and wind energy like no one should be like fuck that we need coal and oil but there are because there's lobbyists for coal and oil and they pay politicians a lot of money to have that viewpoint or whatever um and then rusty said last thing and i'm not gonna lie i read this earlier i don't quite get it so i'm gonna read it word for word see if you understand it better than me so the last thing, if I get a new laptop in the next month or two, I might see what kind of presidential campaign I can get started on YouTube. This is just so I can be cool and in the two-year campaign crowd. Oh, yeah. So I think that's Rusty saying he wants to try to run for president. Vote Rusty. Vote Rusty. I will say, I mean, Mitt Romney, Mormon, he got the Republican ticket. I don't know if a Mormon could get the Democratic ticket, and I think Trump's running for the Republican Party again, but he may not. Like we said last week, you said you didn't know if he wanted to. I think he. I think his pride won't let him. I'm kind of with you on that one, but at the same time, if I was Trump, I'd just walk away, man. Uh, I did see this kind of ridiculous thing. To me, 
to me, it'd be bullshit. Just the idea this could be a thing. They should probably make a rule where it couldn't be because regardless of the party, this should be dumb. Uh, where this idea that Trump, let's say if he gets found guilty of whatever and they have to impeach him, and then Vice President Pence becomes president, pardons Trump, and then makes Trump his vice president and then resigns, and then Trump becomes president and then puts Vice President Pence back as vice president. That would take longer than two years to go down. It just ain't going to happen. Right? How things do. But anyway, there's like corners of the internet where that is their theory, right, of how this is all going to be settled. And I'm just like, the fact people are like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, wait, you would be so pissed if it was the other party. Like, if this wasn't your man. Right. You'd be like, that's bullshit. So I just think the idea that people don't see that. So I've seen the latest, the latest Democrats for uh, their ticket. And it's all white men. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Bernie Sanders is in a clear landslide lead, followed by Joe Biden, and then Beto O'Rourke. Well... Beto is actually white. Is he? Yeah, well, that's the story I was reading. I thought it was pretty credible. Uh, I, okay. I, I, did, I didn't go be. in and check his 1 124th or right. Native American or anything. Well, I just thought... I thought he was probably, like, Hispanic of some I think sort. Because his rep- name's It seems Beto. like he's representing a... Because, like, name Beto Latino. seems like a Latino name. I thought he was Mexican. I don't know. Um, I don't think it matters. But I think it's dumb. Like, I I think Bernie Sanders says some really fun shit on, like, a, he's a good dude. I think he has his heart in the right place. Like, but he's old. He's old as fuck. Joe Biden, old as fuck. Now, again, Trump old as fuck, too, and he got in. But Trump fucking fake tans, and he has fucking dyed hair that's probably not real. And, like, he tricks people, and they he, they think he's younger than his, like, 75-year-old self. I don't know how old he really is, but he's, yeah, like, no, way older than you, than you would assume, right? right? And, anyway, I just don't think having old people is smart. Like, they can get dementia. They make poor choices. Is Rusty 35 yet? Don't you have to be 35? Um, I'm 30, and Rusty is three to four years older than me. I think right now he would be. I think you have to be 35 to run. He's 34, so... He's getting there. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I thought that I remember that from. Right. Uh, I scrubbed the internet of all of his past, you know, poor <laughs> deeds. Uh, he's been he's been pretty upstanding from coming from our family. Yeah. There was this one time he hung out with me and Pow Wow for like a couple days, came down and hung out. And I tried really, really hard for him to break his uh cool guy i'm not gonna do that i'm fine thanks attitude and i didn't so and i'm like people have told me i'm real good at peer pressure so rusty was like that should go right there of like right. if i couldn't break him i don't think anybody else was going to so uh, he's always a guy that they had pray at the thanksgiving and yep he's just been the upstanding one out of all of us really this is very true very true um okay today i got pissed off at this fucking family walking their dogs to the park so i walk my dog at the park just about every day uh she enjoys it she gets antsy if i don't do it right so it's good for and all that so it's this woman and her two fucking daughters can't be fucking four or five years old and they're hold they're the fucking little bitty kids are the one holding the leashes of these dogs that are like little like one's a pug fucking hate pugs hate them more than anything. I mean, because Rusty used to have two. And they're fucking, they weigh so much for their little ass, their fucking feet hurt. Anyway, I'm not a fan. And their eyes pop out all crap. That's fucking weird. Um, anyway, one was a pug. One was another little small fucking dog. And uh, probably a schnauzer. Right? Probably what it looked like to me now I'm thinking about it. And 
these dogs are just fucking running their ass off, right? And these little girls, because they're little fucking girls, are running with them and letting the dogs do what they want. And these dogs are fucking freaking my dog out because my dog is the most skittish 73-pound dog that lives. Like, a fucking pin can fall on the ground on the other side of the room, and she will fucking jolt for the door. Like, I don't get it because, like, we've never, like, I don't know. We're, like, fucking nasty shit to her, and she acts like the fucking world's after. So my dog can't fucking handle it. So I eventually, when I get to a part where I can, like, get off to the side, I do and just stop. And, of course, these dogs just run right up to my dog, and these little girls can't control them. And then the little girls are, like, just sitting there fucking five feet away from me staring at me. And then the mom comes up, and she's like, sorry. And I want to be like, fuck you. If you're going to fucking take your dogs, you need to fucking walk your dogs and quit fucking looking on your goddamn cell phone. Like, this is bullshit. Like, I was so pissed. It's just so ironic because I came over to you, and I was like, I had this real good friend, you know, since I've been down for six months. Right. Then walk my dog, and I was like, I mean, I'm walking with a limp now. I'm out of the boot. Right. Walking with a limp. I mean, because my ankle's hurt. I got a bunch of arthritis in there, and then. I didn't realize that they fused that middle bone together so it, the toes don't bend. So there's a lot of adjustment here. I can't even imagine it. And anyways, well, he knew to take it slow because I've seen him drag this motherfucker off the porch. Right. So walking him, this motherfucker keeps trying to pull. This dude's been letting him fucking control the walks. And it just really aggravated the fucking piss out of me. Yeah. Um. So anyone out there that doesn't walk a dog or doesn't have one or might be looking into getting one or whatever, uh, y- you need the goal to be that you are leading the walk. Like it is a reward for them to get to go to the park with you or wherever you do. And that like, they're there with you. Like you're, this is your shit. And then it goes way better. And so like, for instance, my dog for a long time, I kept on a really short leash and people would always look at me kind of weird, but now she's like pretty fucking well behaved. Well, I don't want to take Max to the park yet because there's so much stereotype about bullies. Right. That I, if something even happened, I've, I've poured too much money into this guy, and he's my favorite dog ever. Right. So I just walk him around the house, and he knows his area. I would wait till he just gets a little bigger, Um, but I've seen people with, like, pits and stuff. There, yeah, but I so. just don't. He does okay with dogs as long as you're in control. Right. But I don't know what he would do. The little dogs are always the fuckers. They're always the ones that are barking and trying to act like they're going to attack your dog. And then my dog, like I said, fucking little skittish 73-pound dog, is like, Oh, fuck, I'm going to run away from this dog, and I'm like, go kill that shit. I wanted to fucking eat a goose's neck once. Those little fucking geese, they get all fucking shit-talky, right? They're like, <laughs> like fucking chase after you with, like, the worm. And I'm like, oh, my God, if my dog was at all vicious, it would just bite your fucking long-ass neck and kill you. Right. I really wish she would. But then I'm like, she's the sweetest like, there's dog. There's this little fucking dog come running up on him, and this motherfucker's chasing his dog. Sorry, sorry. I was like. My dog's not mean, but, you know, he might use him as a chew toy. Right. You know, I mean, control your fucking dogs. Oh, I get real pissed at the people. And honestly, they're normally good dog people. I'm not going to say they're not. But there is a law you have to have them on a leash. And I use a harness. My dog fucking hates the harness. Like, she hates it. But it's just easier to control her and shit. And her, she'll get off her leash because she's shaped off fucking weird with her neck. You got a skinny head. Yeah. And so people just take their dogs with no leash or anything and they're like, it's cool. My dog's well behaved. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's not, but when it's just fucking walking up on me and you're fucking 20 yards back, like, that's just not how this shit should work. Like, I don't know. I just get pissed. I, I'm turning to an old man. I mean, my dog, his worst habit is fucking barking at people when they come over. Right. And he's real timid until they sit down. 
He's pretty comfortable with you these days, but he still barks. Right. First thing in the door, he barks. I mean, but other than that, he's a fucking perfect dog. Yeah. Uh, it, he's like, he's super sweet. Like him and uh, MJ, they both were like, MJ's they just want still getting scratches. accustomed to the house. So. Yeah. I mean, she'll like jump up on you and trip. My dog's way worse. So like, it's not, <laughs> I can't complain or anything. Yeah, but you don't want Max jumping up on you. He's got a fucking 30 pound head. Right. He almost honked over your Christmas tree the other day though. No shit. <laughs> um, all right. Random thought I had this week. I think I might even talk to you about this earlier this week when I saw you. I don't know. Is all right. Everyone is all like football is the worst, right? They're like football is all dangerous and shit. And I, I agree. It's I've said last week it was boring. Like I'm not talking about that shit. But like they've like been changing the rules because they're like you got to protect from concussions and all that shit, right? But yeah, we all watch MMA or like MMA is a thing on I think ESPN. You and Taylor talked about it on the last half. Maybe we briefly brought I, that up. Yeah, and. So, and actually, that's exactly what happened. And then this week on Bill Simmons' podcast, this exact thing came up on a podcast. And so I just re- kept thinking about it more and more. And it's like how, like, Gronk's career is probably going to be cut short because of the rule changes, where if they were just, like, let you hit his head, he would have been fine. He was due for when it, like, right? But his legs have just been taken out, and he might have been the greatest tight end of all time. Who knows? The Tide Pod commercial done him no favors. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Tide Pods. I think if football came out, the way the MMA is like, this is a dangerous fucking sport, you know? But if you go out, though, like, you're minimal out for, like, a long fucking time. Like, we're going to make sure you're not doing shit, right? If football could take that approach of, like, we know it's dangerous, you know what you're getting into, I don't know, I guess maybe because there's, like, youth I've always approached it that way. Right, but, like, if they can make the messaging that, then they could just go back, right? Like, to, like, okay... Yeah, because football, it's, it, it's getting tougher to watch. Right, well, and, like, I don't want to see someone's leg get taken out because then they're, they, like, fucking, honestly, I'm not saying concussion's not, I mean, it is bad. Well, I'm they sure lowered it, it where they don't want you hitting up around the head area so these people are tacking lower. Right. Trying to avoid that penalty and that fine, and I've seen more legs taken out. Right, and I just, as a lineman, you know, you'd understand, like, uh, that's the worst. The school I went to, they made us wear, all, every offensive lineman had to wear both knee braces. They made us. It was a requirement. Um. Anyway, I just want to bring up that one little thing about MMA and football. My thought. I think football should just approach it like that. And I guess I started thinking like that a little more because Taylor was like, it used to be a gladiator thing, and I'm yeah. like, I'm why not like just him. do I it? I think we're descendants of gladiators. I well, think we want that. Some people are. We aren't all Romans. But, sure. I mean, just fucking barbaric. I mean, I, I like it. Um. What year were you born? 1980. All right. Well, there's a new thing. So it used to be if you were born between 80 and after, you were a millennial, 79 and before, you were Gen X. or 81. Or 81. Okay. Well, there's a new one they've now developed between 77 and 83. They're calling a micro generation called a Xenial, which is like a generation X. So it's X and Enial. And... It describes, they said, like, you know, y'all did come into technology, but later on in life, sort of, like, they describe it or whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Snappy fits into this. So if you're interested, you should check it out. Cool. I'm still a millennial, but I'm fine with it. I'm I'm just ready for them to name the next one after us so we can go, that's the one you're all pissed at, I think. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Can we ever get over the millennials? Uh, probably not. Uh I mean, I remember... Because we really consider millennials like 2000 and after. 
Right. I think they should probably give a new name to millennials. Like, I think if you remember Y2K pretty well, and I do, I was 12, or I would turn 12 like a month afterwards. Uh, like, I remember all that. I remember, like, the banks are going to fucking go to free-for-all because the computers are going to read zeros, and they weren't programmed for it. And then it was like, no big deal. Nothing happened. Nothing. And I remember, like, uh, my grandma bought these limited edition Y2K bug plushies and shit like that, and you're like, Okay, the world's going to shit, I guess, in the yeah, next How many day. generators were bought that year? I know. I was, like, trying to be, let's say I was, like, 11, so I was probably at some, like, one of my first, like, little dance parties. Like, hey, girl, like, you know, it's the like about gonna to, end. The world's going to end. Trying to get that first kiss in, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to do whatever I could. Um, read this week, the average kid learns about Santa at the age of eight. Hey, that's perfect. What is, like, what's been your... For your kids in the past, what's been the experience? That seems about average. Seems about right. Seems about to. I think uh, the other two kind of went with it a little bit longer. Just. Well, I would assume your oldest one would have believed the longest. No, I think my oldest one believed the least. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then the next two believed the longest, and then the eight-year-old he just said this year, yeah. "No daddies." Mama Santa Claus. I see. See, I remember it very, very well um, because my dad got a job at a fiberglass factory in which he had to work Christmas, and it was like, hey, we have to open presents on the 24th this year. So you understood about Santa Claus, right? And I I had figured it out like earlier that year, like from the Christmas before of third grade, I guess, or whatever age that is. I'd figured it out because I wanted this video game for the Sega Genesis called six pack that's what i remember it being called and it was a collection of games it had like golden axe and then this fucking match three game just fucking random dumb shit and i really wanted it and my mom kept telling me it was sold out and one day i just asked the guy at walmart is that game sold out he was like no we have fucking like a million copies what are you talking about and then i was like huh and then i got it for christmas so after that i was like those motherfuckers and then once my dad had to just work on christmas it was like all right you got it we're, we're good not real my mom would always try to be sneaky and like she had a bad back, so we had to carry everything in. But she would try to fucking sneak it right in front of us. She wasn't as slick as she thought she was. Right. I could see that. See, and I always remember trying to find shit hidden. Right. Like, shit's got to be hidden here somewhere. <laughs> Some I know, man. I them. was always looking to try to peel the packages open and shit. <laughs> yeah. My kids ain't daring to do any of that. Of course, Dude, my I, wife weighs a pretty down a good Like, ball. I remember, and I don't want to get too much into it because. Uh, our top five list has to do with Christmas presents. We're going to come later. But I remember like trying to open up a Christmas present like for my Nintendo 64 and me just seeing like a graphic of like whatever fucking game, right? Because like that's how the old consoles were. They would just have like pictures of random games. I'm like, all right, that's all I need. Now to get scotch tape and then just thinking the day of, just rip it there. First thing, grab that one and rip it there so no one can see the evidence. Like you would try to be all sneaky and shit. At least I would. I would too, but I don't think my kids got it in them. They're afraid they're going to lose their presents. Yeah, I mean, that's what we threaten. They know we're never going to do it. Yeah, this sounds like dumb kids right now. Dude, I read this earlier, man. I got to bring it up to you. And, for sure. Uh, it is now legal in Colorado for adults to sex teenagers. To sext? Sext. And what do we mean by teenagers? And what do we mean by adults? I figure, you know, people over 18 and then, like, you know, 
14, 15, 16, 17 year olds, I guess. Maybe. That's Maybe. Just, I don't know. Yeah, right. If that's, that's, that's weird. If you're saying it's cool for like a 40 year old to sex the 14 well, year old. And someone commented and they was like, that must be fake. And then someone from Colorado was like, no, he's on our local fucking news. Well, it's because it's on local well, news doesn't I, mean right. it's not fake. But I guess I would say maybe it's some freedom of speech sort of play. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how they would claim that. But I would think um, Chris Hansen would not like this, you know. Right. This is not, this would be definitely predatory shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd look into it. I don't know anything about it. Uh, it just sounds awful, man. That's, right. I would I would assume it would be bad. There's 8 billion people in the world. They're under 18. Let them be. Well, or something, you know, something shit. But I mean, if you, I get, like, I'm not like trying to excuse it, and I don't think you need a law for this, but I'm sure every single day, 14 year olds get online and pretend they're older, and every day, old fucking creepy dudes get online and pretend they're younger, and they do never already talk. Never once has that thought popped into my head. Well, I you, don't, I don't get it. You don't watch enough Dateline. I've never thought about getting on. No, I. I've I never thought, thought you were about getting like, on a computer and be like, "Oh, let's take." Some. Oh, of course, but we're not. Never once has that crossed my mind. Well, you're not a pedophile, so that's just, like it's that's fucking just disgusting. Like, I agree, but pedophiles and normal people don't have the same brain thoughts, so like it's, well, it's it, just a waste of time to try to be like, "Why would they think this?" Because they're fucking pedophiles. They're gross, disgusting people. I watched a show I thought you'd like. It's called The Real O'Neill on yeah. Hulu. It kind of reminds me of the Goldbergs with a, a little raunchier kick. It kind of balances out religion versus gay versus the one she don't know what she believes in, but she def- damn sure it's not religion. Right. So, and the mom's super Catholic. It's uh, pr- pretty good. I laughed out loud several times. I'm familiar with it. I haven't watched it, but the dad is from Mad Men. He had a pretty good role in that, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. So I've seen it and been like, oh, I should maybe watch that. To me, it uh, looked just kind of like a little cheesy sitcom, and so I had never watched it. It is, I mean... Yeah, he's divorced, lives in a basement. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I need to look into it. It's Eventually, only, it's I'll only get two back seasons. In it. it ain't right. I, I thought I. I think you'd like it. Might check it out. Like so, I have two weeks off starting now, um, which is pretty fucking dope. I think uh, I'm officially on that. This first week, like I said, I'm pretty busy with holiday plans and uh, this music episode of the podcast. I'm trying to do, but then the second week, I'm off. Should be pretty chill. Uh, I did watch the Degenerates. Uh, you know, kind of in and out. Right. Um, I quit. We watched the second. Ra- it's fucking raunchy shit, man. Right. We uh watched the second episode with the little person, and he wasn't good at all. I ended up turning him back on. Of course, I went to the garage and only got like half of his thing. But he's told so many jokes where the the crowd just sat there and was fucking silent. Like, it was a bad fucking joke. Like, they should just pull it. Like, it wasn't good. No. Like, his whole first 10 minutes were like, I'm a midget. I'm a midget because I'm a midget. And you were like, okay. And then it just was like, fuck, this dude's not good at all. Yeah, he got got pretty bad the last 10 minutes. It was rough. So, anyway, I did suggest that to everyone, but apparently it gets maybe a little better after that. I just want to watch it to watch Joey Diaz, who I know comes up. The two women are looking for a dick, in my opinion. Talking about how slutty they are. That's fine. Hey, yeah. empower the women however you can. Um, I did see a picture for the live action Aladdin movie this week. Looks whack as shit to me, sir. Aladdin's like my favorite Disney movie. Is whack up. bad in your whack is bad. Okay, I don't think whack is good in anyone's vocabulary. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just never even use whack. I don't think. Um, 
I don't know. That's just that's yeah. It's really common. I I use trash a lot as well, but I feel like trash is really harsh. And I'm trying to get it out of my vocabulary before this music episode because like all the time I'll say like yeah that's trash and then I'm like oh y'all take that like real harsh. I get that. Yeah, I said something trash the other day. My eight year old he got butt hurt. <laughs> yeah, Why'd you, you show call me, it trash. You show me someone's music. I don't remember who, and I'm glad I don't, so I can't say their name like if anybody. You show me someone's music. Uh, they recorded and I was like, "Yeah, that's trash, man." Like the mixing, the mix. Like I, I couldn't. Like, I was like, "That's trash." I don't know. <laughs> and then afterwards, like maybe that was a little harsh, but that's just the way I talk. So anyway, um, I don't remember what I was talking about now. Something being whack. Oh, we were just talking about whack. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, saw a thing where oh, a fucking Aladdin. Aladdin movie looks whack. So I'm very upset by this because I love the fucking Aladdin cartoon. It was my favorite as a kid. And then they're going to ruin it with fucking Will Smith as the genie. He's not even blue. Oh, my God. I'm so. He's not blue. He just looks like Will Smith fucking dressed up as Aladdin with a goatee. A skinny black genie. Yeah. That's from the picture so far. So I mean, the color has nothing to do with it, just the size. The genies have almost always been blue. Well, the genie should be, I think you make him blue so you can kind of pull off the whole, uh, fuck, what's that goddamn movie? The Watchmen? You know, you could just make him look like that dude from The Watchmen where he's like the big blue dude. Uh, I was just expecting more. I don't know, but maybe it'll be good. But so far, I'm not too excited about it like I once was. I did see where they're developing stem cell fillings for your teeth that will heal your teeth. Like once they fill with stem cells, it'll just grow your tooth back. How expensive is that? I don't know yet. I mean, I'm sure it's real fucking expensive right now. I'm just so ready for like stem cell shit to be a thing. Well, I am too, but uh, people like us aren't going to be able to afford it. Uh, Probably, yeah, you're right. Eventually, though, there are people like us couldn't fucking afford Tylenol fucking 50 years ago. All right. Right, like eventually shit, shit gets cheap. I know, I need to get on board. The world's changing. Right. I mean, we could just all go out to our well and pitch a bucket. <laughs> Buck all this sewage simple lines. Simple times, man. Um, hmm. Wasn't nothing simple about them. Let's see. I got one more little rant. It's not a huge deal, but a little one. Fucking smoke detectors. All right, smoke detectors are just fucking a tool from Big Battery to get you to fucking buy batteries. How many times has your house been on fire? None. How many batteries you put in that motherfucking smoke detectors? Shit, two a year at least. No shit, right? Just fucking wasting batteries. Just like go out and buy batteries for a smoke detector. Then your house never catches fire. Speaking of the smoke detectors, my my youngest daughter, she's all, man, I love when a smoke detector goes off. That means Melissa's food's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Ours went off the other day, but it was like, talk to you. And then that was the other thing. I was like, what a stupid fucking design. So it's like, you know, beep, like a loud fucking beep that's loud as shit here in your whole fucking house. And then goes, low battery. And I was like, whoa, fucking weird. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll change the batteries. Um, and I change them. And then after you change it, it's like, press test button. And I'm like, what the? F- this is <laughs> like, I've just never had a fucking smoke detector talk to me so i hit it and then it does its war- like you know this is what it would sound like if there's a real fire and it starts beeping and then it goes fire fire like the fucking calmest like least loud like fire and i was just like well that's not fucking smart i don't know fucking fuck smoke detectors i went off that day for like an hour in a stupid rant to my wife of like all these fucking batteries this is three fucking double a batteries i gotta use in this motherfucker i think we use a little nine volts 
Yeah, there's some like of course, that. I don't have a talking one either. I don't have right. I don't have an Alexa of smoke detectors. Yeah, it was basically what it is. Basically what it is. Um I just think it's a waste. Um I also we had a carbon monoxide detector, got rid of it. My mom bought me another one. It sat on a fucking counter for like six months before I finally put it up and everyone was like, You need one and I was like how many people a year die of carbon monoxide poisoning? This is just the man. The man out there putting shit together, making y'all think y'all need it. Anyway, put that up there with those fucking Christmas cards. Oh, man, since we're always talking about Florida stories. Yeah. Guy that got arrested for a DUI. He's telling uh, the judge that he did not drink and drive. He only drank at stop signs. Yeah, I saw that old man. Yeah, yeah I saw, saw that story. Actually. I thought it was hilarious. That is pretty funny. Uh, he just misunderstood the law. You know, uh, in basketball news, because the basketball season to a lot of people does not start until Christmas Day. That's like the big, like, right. quote unquote, real start of the season. Um, I think it's fun that like Curtis a few weeks ago or whenever it was, was like, how close is Kevin Durant and Paul George? And I took that question as like, like historically, when you make the list of like greatest players ever, Kevin Durant's just way higher on that list currently than Paul George. I say Paul George closer to 100 and KD's in the top 10. Yeah, something like that. I mean, 15. right, I'd say 15 for sure. Uh, but currently, Paul George is like a dark horse MVP candidate. Like right now, this Paul current George, season, he is killing it. Paul, this season, I, I have to agree. This season, when he first said it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. But after watching, I've been watching Thunder highlights and shit. And right. He's been tearing it up. Yeah. Westbrook's finally conceded to fucking, okay, get your rebounds, well, get your assists. Something looks off about Westbrook off shooting-wise. Just looks weird. And I think he knows it, and so he's just not pushing it. He's like, we got Paul George, give well, it to him. they're winning that way. And yeah, and it's working out. And he's getting all of his fucking steals. Like, he's averaging like five steals a game in the last five games just, or something. See, he's actually being a point guard. Yeah, it's working out. Um, he has all these assists and rebounds and shit. Um, it is all pretty awesome. I'm sure eventually – I'm actually – I have a whole schedule of when people are going to be on. Weird thing happened. I got fucking together and was like, I'm going to schedule the next five fucking weeks of podcast guests so I can know what's going on, um, including last week. So Kubi's going to be on this one because it's Christmas weekend, and I didn't think I'd want to bother anybody else. Um, next week, I think it'll be Wyatt. Week after that, Curtis, and then Dom. So when Dom's on, I'm sure we'll really get into basketball talk. But he's all fucking busy with his goddamn life, I guess, and couldn't make a part until then, you know, be a part of it. So, anyway, um, basketball's been real fun, though, so far. There's a lot of really good fucking players, so I'm ready for football season to be over. Dude, what's so, your take on that Zion guy from Duke? Um, You think he's going to be a bust or think he's going to? I mean, if I had to choose one or the other, I would choose he's going to be legit. But I do think there is some sort of weird – We've been watching highlights of him since he was a freshman in high school. Like, I've seen the first, or whenever it was, maybe a sophomore in high school. But I remember watching highlights of him a long time ago. And he jumps, and he's so athletic more than anyone else. But he, he walks around in, like, 300 pounds. He looks way bigger than any college kid. Right. And it's like it's the like NBA is going the opposite it's direction. Like a grown man playing a teenager. Right. Well, the NBA is just going the opposite direction. All the fours and fives are lean. Right. And now maybe he's so athletic and so good it doesn't matter. And I know understand in college, yes, but in the pros I think it could be different. If you're an athletic big man, you can make it. Well, yeah, but see like I think of and I mean this would be like blasphemy and I don't even think Dom listens, but 
for people that watch basketball, like Kenneth Fareed that played for the Nuggets forever, and I think I don't even know what team he's on. He's been like drafted around a lot this year. He was like he can jump out of the building. He's like a kind of a he's a super athletic four, but like he doesn't have a team because he can't make a jump shot. So like I think Zion will have to learn how to eventually. Yeah, because most of us do jump fucking shots. Dumb. But then again, Giannis for the Bucks, he's putting up Shaq fucking in his prom numbers of points around the bucket. Like only Shaq's done what he's doing this season, and it's like okay, maybe you don't need a jump shot. So I, I could be wrong on like Zion. Adams has been tearing it up from what I've seen. Who Adams? Yeah, Adams is doing the boards, good. Man, Adams to me when I watch him, he's like he would have been so awesome in the nineties. It's just he's not made for today's NBA. Like he looks like lean and flexible and athletic for a center if you're thinking of old NBA. But for now, you're like, oh yeah, there's guys that are like. I mean, he scores a decent amount of points, but I'm is if I'm the coach, you're getting me 23 rebounds a game. Fuck it, I don't care if you get a point. Right. Well, he's just he's stiff with his movements, and I'm not trying to hate because I love Adams. He's like the best person on Thunder for like an interview and all that shit. But like, he has that like robotic like go through my motion of my move, and maybe that's what you need to do. Like Pal Gasol always does that too and shit. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know if that works in today's NBA because everyone's so fucking fast and shit now. I did love the other day when they played uh, Sacramento. Russell Westbrook just fucking burned De'Aaron Fox. And he was like, you're not fast enough. De'Aaron Fox is like, quote, unquote, the fastest guy in the league of like young people. And everyone compares him to Russell Westbrook, kind of way they play. And just Russell Westbrook just burned past him. It was great. Dude, I was watching this chick. I don't know whether it's high school or college, man, but she broke this girl's ankles and straight pointed at her and was like, oh, that was <laughs> nasty. And he just drove past her and did a – did a badass layup, and I was I mean, she just basically like called her out because they asked Paul George saying, "Like, do you know when you break people's ankles?" He's like, "How do you not know? You know, you know right. what I mean?" Right. I mean, I would. That's agree. just got to be one of the most embarrassing things on national TV. You go one way, he goes that way, and then dude falls on his ass. So anyway, when I'm not facing my computer, we are we've went way long already, longer than normal. So well, I just try to make sure you had enough. I brought some stuff this year. Oh, well, that's good. It's good. Yeah, I actually tried to write down some stuff this week, too, but I already went through Last week, we we went off nothing and come out with a pretty good episode. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I think as long as you talk about Xanax and shrooms on an episode, oh, it turns man. out half decent. I got a good Xanax story, but I'll save it till after Christmas. It'll be the New Year's episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, and on next week's, uh, I'll just throw some homework at you. We should try to do like your favorite of the year shit. So not necessarily a full top five because I don't know if we have five to fill out everything. But just your favorite uh, games, shows, anything uh, like that. I can pick stuff out. You're talking about the year in general. It's kind of a shitty year for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can pick your favorite memories of the year <laughs> if you would like. You know, you got off for Red Dead. Um, speaking of Red Dead, I hate to be too negative, but I have been lately. It kind of just killed video games for me. Like, when I turn on my PlayStation, I'm like, well, I feel like I need to play it so I can beat it. And then I turn it on, and I will fall asleep within, like, 30 minutes. I just... There's so much riding involved, and it takes a good 20 minutes sometimes. Right, to even get into something. So I'm just like, oh, my God. Now, I understand, like, a lot of people love it. It's one of the game of the year. I think if you don't... Like, I remember people used to always buy Grand Theft Auto, and I did two at the beginning, and they just not beat it. They're like, that wasn't their goal. They're like, I'm just playing the world. And some people, I'm sure, are locked out with Red Dead, and that's fine. Well, GTA 5, I got up to 98.7%, and it said I didn't do the jumps. Yeah, I, I remember always seeing jump. you do the jumps. I did jumps over 50 fucking times. Ugh. Yeah, I never even worried about it. I don't know, I guess it. it glitched out. It pissed me off, so I couldn't get the 100. Yeah, that is bullshit. Um, so anyway, 
Red Dead, I'm a bit, I need to beat it, but part of me wants to give up on it so I can just enjoy other games. But then I'm like, well, I'll never come back to it if I just quit playing it. Or I might, but I'd have to like redo it all and shit, you know? If that makes sense. Can you take that? Nah. Okay. I'm calling that. Um, I mean, that's really about all I had, I guess, after I touch up on that. Um, so anyway, next time we record, it'll be Christmas. We'll see if we get anything good. I don't know what I'm getting because originally wasn't, and then she gave me a budget to spend on each other, so I don't know. Yeah. What, I have no idea what she got me. When you're married, what happens, um, and I'm sure it's different for everybody, but yeah, it's just like it's all the same money. Yeah. And then you're like, and then you also try to keep it the same price. Well, I was like, well, what's yours and what's yours? So it's the same. And then one person who, like, if they have access, like, me and my wife kind of keep our money a little separate or whatever. Uh, but, like, the other day, it's like we had an agreed price. I was like, well, I spent this so much. How much have you spent? And she's like, well, I spent this so much. I'm like, well, now I have to spend more to get up to what you spent. I feel like this is a goddamn contest. This is bullshit. It never balances out. One person outdoes the other one sneakily. I know. So well, I, I love doing it. I love winning that game. Sometimes she but blows I'm losing me, right Sometimes now. she blows me out of the water. Yeah. And then but most of the time I, I usually get that edge. I I don't know, she'll give me hundred and ten. Of course, you know, I probably spent two twenty. Right. And another thing that's happening is I'm deciding I made a new tradition of making chicken and dumplings on Christmas because I did it last Christmas we were here. And ever since I bought the shit to make it, I'm like, fuck, I could just make it right now because that would be delicious. Fucking love it. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Yeah, and if not, just listen anyway. Or you can listen, just download it. Subscribe, rate it really fucking well. Um, and then in a couple of days, there's going to be a music episode, which some people will like. Some people, it probably won't be your thing since it's a lot of fucking rappers. And I like them. I mean, I like the rappers, but I know not like everyone does. And one, uh, I don't know what kind of fucking genre Shelton's band is, but... Whatever his genre is, that'll be on there too. And then hopefully I get some more bands, but I have no idea if that'll happen. You just have to wait and see. Yep. Fucking surprise, bitches. All right. Peace. All right. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a P O D C A S T W I T H M O at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and we are joined by Koopy. Hello, Merry Christmas. Man, I really wanted you or Snappy to say ho, 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 motherfuckers, but neither one of y'all did. And when he didn't, I for sure thought you would. Why would you ever <laughs> think that that would be my first response? <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Um, I'm sure this episode, we'll probably get through this pretty quickly because we got shit to do. Yes, busy, busy holiday season. First thing I'm going to mention, I was going to mention was Snappy, but I think you would know real well because you live with me and all. Um, lots of loaves this year. Bread is in. Bread is a thing. Like, we made pumpkin bread for people, which we've done per you've done. You make it. I don't fucking do any I of it. I made it a few years ago for the first time, and it was a hit. Right, so we've done it, but this year we got a lot of loaves as well, like little mini loaves and stuff. We went all out and did a full seven by three loaf. Right, we done with the, I guess the medium, you know, it's not like an actual bread loaf size, but it's not the itty bitty one. Right. So we went like medium size. Um, I almost ate an entire mini <laughs> banana nut bread loaf by myself in like one sitting last night. You gave me the 
I believe the heel of it. Yeah, and I said, you have to eat this so that you can never say I ate <laughs> one by myself. And then we almost done the same thing with another one this morning, but I, I stopped eventually. I'm sure before we head out of town today, it will be gone. Yeah. So anyway, bread's a thing. Um, if you haven't got to experience any homemade bread, um, you should make some. It's really not as hard as I once thought it was. I thought you need like a bread maker. Well, it just know. depends on the type of bread that you're making. But like these dessert breads, um, fruity breads, they're more of like a muffin quality. Yeah, and I love muffins. Not necessarily like a, a true weedy bread. Right. So it's different. But you do, you, you, there are lots of recipes out there that call for a bread maker. We had one growing up. And it was always delicious, fresh bread with dinner time. And it, you make the dough up. You have to let it rise right. sometimes. But it um, can cook all day while you're at work or something like a crock pot. But with bread, it's pretty handy. Yeah, I remember my parents got one and they used it maybe twice. And then it sat on top of our hutch for like 10 years. And my parents were like, oh, it's too much work. It is um, more like a weekend project probably than like right. a, for regular everyday use. And then for returning listeners, I'm sure they know you and think of you as books. Books. And I you love like books. to come in here and talk about books. So this year you had a goal to read a bunch oh, of books. Yes. Um, how many have you read recently? Well, it was since like Thanksgiving, I haven't finished a single book, which Shame. is pretty, pretty bad for me. Normally, I'm, I average about maybe three to four books a month. I'd say two is a minimum. Yeah, three is a good month. Four, I've done quite a bit of reading, right? more so than usual. But overall, throughout the whole year, my goal was, I said it in kind of late in the year, like in February, right? was when I really got motivated. And I was like, I'm going to set a reading goal. And I set it for 40 books. Which isn't a whole lot. I know a lot of people out there who read a hundred plus books a year. Right. So I kind of started small. I didn't want to set myself up for failure. So 40 was the goal. And at this point, I am on my 51st book. Right. And so you slowed I, down considerably once you hit 40. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a psychological thing. Like once you set your goal, you can slack. Right. Maybe. Or if it was just, I mean, a busy time of year with work and holidays. Right. Well, just also really sped up in the summer. Yeah, summer okay. I consumed a lot because I'm lazy and don't do anything besides read and watch TV. <laughs> well, what's your goal for next year? Um, I think I could double it and try to do 80 or I've been like between 60 and 80 is kind of where I'm. I think 75 is a fun number. 75. It's an odd number. I yeah. lean more towards even numbers when I'm It's like uh, like when I'm setting reading goals, like I, I think about it in like a hundred pages or fifty page increments. Like I just like I don't know. Yeah, pal I was real worried about even numbers. I lived with him too one time. I, I like odd numbers. I like prime numbers are my favorite. Well, I like thirteen a lot. It's prime number. Prime numbers are the best sports numbers. And I like the number three. Also prime numbers. Yeah. yeah. Prime so, numbers are the best numbers. But for reading goals I usually go with I can see that. Um, all right, is there any good TV shows we've watched lately? Oh, May, you know what I just thought of? We haven't finished Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> At all. Oh, <laughs> we need to. That'll be a good one to watch while we're off work. 
Yeah, yeah. For sure. We'll, we'll finish that soon. Man, I can't believe we forgot. We were so pumped. It's another thing. Like, just didn't get to read the books like I wanted. Well, the shows Snappy got Snappy mentions about. a TV show earlier in this podcast. And I think he thinks I just shit on everything he brings up, period. But it really is like... I can't even think the last time we started like a new TV show mm-hmm. like we used to. We used to like every week was like, oh, it's our new one. But now it's just like I'm kind of obsessed with this music stuff. Well, and I, then you've also been busy. And then also we're so committed to so many other shows that still come yeah. on that it's like, well, there goes all the watch TV time. So it's just gonna, it seems really hard, that idea. I did watch. Oh, yeah. Frankenstein new, that, show. It's called The Chronicles of Frankenstein. There's only two seasons out of it, and then it got canceled. But it has Sean Bean, and he's a good actor. Right. And then it has the young lady from Harlots. I know. I can't think of her name. Not the brunette, but the pretty blonde. Right. Um, she's in that, It's on too. Netflix, right? Yes. Uh, Frank Chronicles of Frankenstein's on Netflix. Harlots is on Hulu. Hulu. Right. But Chronicles of Frankenstein's good. I watched season one. I need to start season two. As a lover of books, I love it when books are tied into TV shows. Like Penny Dreadful was one of my favorite shows that's also available on Netflix. That also got canceled after just three seasons. So I guess there isn't a huge market Audience, out right. there for it. But I'm I'm definitely a fan anytime classic literature is a show or something like that. Speaking I'm Speaking of TV shows, on the 30th, The Orville comes back. So yeah. I try to catch up and rewatch some of season one again and it's i remembered fun. how much i really liked the orville I, I just really fucking like seth mcfarland's uh humor comedy style and i think it works really well in the live action with all the aliens and stuff because he can still be kind of out there like a cartoon but yeah it's real life it'll, I don't know, it's good it allows for fantasy elements yeah it's really good um i recommend to anyone who has hulu um you can catch up on the first season um, and then the real reason you're here, Koopy, is everyone knows that Christmas Day is the first day of the NBA season that everyone cares about. <laughs> oh, basketball. So Such- what are you, what is your opinion on the NBA season? You know, it's going to be really heating up now. Um, Now's when people care. I was to say, I'm sure it'll get it more exciting for some people. Maybe there'll be more fights on the court. You did see a thought the other night. That's exciting. <laughs> and that sets a game apart. Usually they all just stream together away like one long game. But then when there's a bit of action in the mix, you perk up a little bit and it becomes a bit more memorable. But for the most part, they're all a blur. Yeah. I believe now it'll go from like three games a night to like six games a week or three games a week to six. Or no, it's about like the that. same, probably the same mm-hmm. frequency. Uh, it's just football's winding down. So more people start to watch basketball and care more. Um, Football's I'm still, still been going. For anyone out there uh, that wants to give me, you know, your login for some ESPN, I could really love some ESPN to watch more basketball shit. Um, right now, I'm just stuck to Thunder only and Mavericks only. Weird thing, I think I've only brought this up to you. I always want to bring it up to the podcast. I never do. We have Fox Sports, right? Like we can watch that app. And the Oklahoma City Thunder games comes on the channel Fox Sports Southwest. And the Oklahoma, and then the Dallas Mavericks games comes on Fox Sports Oklahoma. It's just so strange. I'm always like, "What the fuck's going on here?" But anyway, bewilders um, me. I know you love it whenever there's a Thunder game on, and it's your favorite thing. Usually, if I'm not mentally exhausted, it allows for a good opportunity to read. Right, it's a good time for you to read. That's why I do it, it's so we can have these. Uh, but sometimes I'm just really tired, and I just want to unwind with tv and it's 
basketball. Well, <laughs> you just got to force yourself to care. It's so hard. I know I've tried for my entire life. I grew hey. up here in Oklahoma where sports matter, and I just never got into it. Yeah. Never. I mean, tried. I got it Downton Abbey. That's all I'm saying. Downton Abbey's. Well, because it's Downton Abbey. I mean, everybody could get into Downton Abbey. There's a little bit of something for everybody. Um, okay. So anyway, I liked my NBA joke. I was really <laughs> proud of that. Uh, <laughs> That's not why I'm here. I'm not here for basketball. Um, all right. You want to go and get in our top five list or is there any like more Christmas stuff you need to think we should bring up before we get into it? I, I guess I just hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and I hope our list inspires you to reflect on your most memorable Christmas gifts. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think looking back on it. I don't know. I don't have any good. I have. I thought I had something good about like. <laughs> I think there's just too many little shits these days. But I don't there know are. I do hear a lot of ungrateful, right? Children uh, complaining after when when January hits about what they didn't get. I'm always surprised by that. Right. I mean, there were definitely times because I'm gonna go eventually bring up my worst, least favorite main <laughs> Christmas gift I ever got. So I'm not like immune to that thought. I mean, but I was typically a brat a I was times. like, okay, well, we did what we could. My parents tried their best. They're just not good at it. Like if I didn't like it, but that was always my thought. I wasn't like mad at anybody. Um, but anyway, so our top five list, because I haven't really brought it up yet, is going to be top five favorite Christmas gifts we received, and like more or less like big gifts. I think like it can't be like. I mean, I'm not thinking all mine are like you know like my big gift. You know, it's not like fucking underwear or whatever. You know. Right. In fact, speaking of underwear, there was one Christmas where I freaked out and cried because I didn't want to open my underwear in front of my grandpa, my dad, my brother-in-law, and then my family made fun of me and I cried because underwear is always a thing. And I was in a weird stage in my life and I didn't want people to see my underwear. Right. And you're a little, <laughs> you definitely get emotional around your family. I also cried one year when I got some pajamas that were itchy. And I didn't want to wear them. As someone with sensitive skin, it was like my biggest nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. I mean, because you you definitely have a skin that. And has normally to be... we get these really nice cotton pajamas from like Old Navy. I mean, I don't know how if those constitute is really nice, but to me right. they were. And then these were like crappy Coles. Fucking Coles pajamas. Something like that. I don't know. They were not what I expected, and that was also part of the tears. But how old are you when you? Um, I was probably, 22, no, 23? I would say maybe ninth grade. Oh, okay. I was in high school. So just one of those teenage Emotional girls being ridiculous. moments, yeah. Snappy understands when he's listening <laughs> to this. Um, okay, so that's what we're going with. We're going to our top five favorite uh, Christmas gifts. Good gifts. <laughs> Good gifts. Uh, number five, Koopy, we're going to start with you. Okay, mine. You have so many more notes than me, but it's cool. Mine is already kind of bending the rules a little bit, but not really. So one of our Christmas traditions growing up was a Christmas ornament. We always went and picked out a holiday ornament every year, and Hallmark is the place to go for Christmas ornaments. Dillard's always had the pretty trees that were decorated, and a couple times I picked an ornament off those trees. But for the most part, Hallmark was the place. Right. So for my number five, it was the year that I fell in love with this Raggedy Ann Christmas ornament that you could only buy at Hallmark. 
and the one in our exclusive exclusive 1998. The official name was Mop Top Wendy. I'm guessing there was some reason why they couldn't call it a Raggedy Ann Christmas ornament, but I fell in love with it. And there wasn't one at our store. And this was before the era of Amazon. Like you couldn't just go online and buy it. So my mom asked the store clerk if there was any in the city. And there was one like two hours out of her way. But she went one day and got that ornament and gave it to me. And I was so excited. And it's hanging on our tree now. I love that ornament. I still have it to this day. So that's probably my number five. It wasn't really like on Christmas Day, but it was obviously a Christmas gift, I would say. Right. So for me, that's my number five. I really love that ornament. She's precious. She's like waving and her face is all painted cute. I mean, it's kind of a weak gift, but it's your list. You can have that. um, (laughs) For me, I don't think ornaments are bad gifts. I really like ornaments. In fact, I'll probably get two or three this Christmas, and you'll probably get one too from my family. That's yeah. what we, it's a part of kind of what we do is ornaments. Well, it's not a thing my family did at all. Um, but it's cool. I've gotten some good ones. You got me a PlayStation controller and a grill that you put a lot in that makes it look like the grills. My lit mom up. got you that one. Seasoned oh. greetings is yeah. what it says. <laughs> it's really fucking good. Um, there's, I think, got me a microphone. Yeah, I got you that one for this year. Yeah, so I mean, there are some pretty cool ones. My ornament for this year is a Harry Potter twentieth anniversary edition Christmas what? ornament. That's the one I got for myself. It's also a Fucking Hallmark pothead. I'm is a pot- Potterhead. Potterheads, man, they should have really just called them potheads. <laughs> That'd have been way funnier. Potterhead. Um, all right, my number five is kind of bending the rules as well because it's not like a one specific time. It's a, I've gotten this dozens of times this gift, but every time it's welcome. It's the best. As a kid, getting this was the best thing, which is going to be money. Money. You think an ornament is weak and your gift is money? Yeah, but it's more There's of about... There's no thought into money. I have way more nostalgic of a feeling about this than you're a Raggedy Andy. Mop Top Wendy, a.k.a. <laughs> Raggedy Ann. Um, basically, I remember as a kid when like my grandpa lived in Colorado, he was real big on, like, I'll just send you a bunch of money because I never see you. And that was awesome, right, to me, little poor kid or whatever. And so just the idea of when I would be like, okay, Christmas is over, and through all the aunts and uncles, because I had a bunch of them, and, you know, cousins and grandparents and whoever else would give me money, I now have like $250. Now, what is this big gift? I'm going to go buy myself because I pulled all this money. And then if I was smarter, and later in life I would be, we both have January birthdays. And if you could save that and double that up, you know, in January, you could really buy something like real fucking cool. So I just remember anytime getting money being very happy. And I wanted to specifically say money because I hate the world now of fucking gift cards. Yeah. Where everyone's, here's a gift card. And honestly, not a big deal if it's a Visa or MasterCard like debit gift card because you can figure out a way to use that. But... When it's like a gift card to a store, and I do do this for people, so I I am a hypocrite here. I'm just like, I don't want to go find a fucking Best Buy to go use this at. It depends on the store. Like, uh, as there only is one shopping store in our town, I don't mind getting gift cards to that particular store. But yeah, if it's one that we don't have in town and you have to go out of your way to use it, it is frustrating. Like, I'll get my dad Bass Pro Shop gift cards, but that's because... My mom will figure out how to go online to use it, right, if he wants to do it that way. Or they'll actually go to Bass Pro Shop, you know, they'll make a trip of it and do that shit. Um, 
But in general, I love money over gift cards. I think money was always awesome. I very much enjoyed it. I bought countless video games with the money given to me at Christmas. Very much enjoy it. Your grandparents, when they gave me a Christmas gift of whenever it was of some money, I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. And then everyone else was like, oh, no big deal. Well, we just, I mean, money is a nice, is always nice gesture, but it's, we just don't talk about money. It's not. Right. It's always in a card. It's not just, or sometimes they actually wrap it up. <laughs> but I don't know. You just don't talk. And you just say thank you. And right. You appreciate it. And you spend it. And then you write a thank you. You're not telling them how you I just didn't it. get a warning of the amount that was going to be. Because my grandparents have 28, 38 grandkids. Something like that. Right. And so. Yeah. There's just two of us. I just wasn't expecting it. And now it. there's four with, you know, husbands. Right. And so, I mean, it was dope. It was very cool. I just remember being like kind of in shock a little bit. We bought a bed. Yep. All <laughs> <laughs> went to a big pile of, uh, let's go get a bed. Um, all right, Kubi, what is your number four? Number four is a gift that I don't actually remember opening, but it was one that I was young enough when I received it that I used it for the rest of my childhood. And it was a beautiful red and white kitchen toy, wooden toy set that, you know, probably all little kids have or at least little girls did right. some type of kitchen set but mine was special it seemed because it was wooden it wasn't like a cheap plastic one that was really popular in the 90s right this was like a really nice wooden one that I, i'm sure now it would seem small but at the time it seemed huge it ran the length of one of my walls in my bedroom i think i was about three or four when i got it so that would have been 1992 or 93 and then I played with it for a long, long time after that. And I can remember it the day we moved it to the garage and eventually donated it to a local church. It's crazy. I mean, I guess that is a thing. Um, it's a, was it was really nice. It was really sweet little set. I guess kids did just play like, and I'm going like, to play kitchen. Pots and pans. Yeah, I had like little toy food and I had a little t- kitchen table and chairs and I would like play house with my dolls and stuffed animals and or fun fun yeah and like i know to you that seems just as <laughs> stupid as the ornament but no not at all i loved it, and it was, but you didn't even let me finish describing it above the sink was a painted sunny scene of looking through a window and it even had like the white and red buffalo check curtains and it had a little stove with the knobs and an oven and it was really cute what's buffalo check like a checkerboard but the white and Red instead of black. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what it's called. Um, all right. My number four. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have anything else to add. I don't know. I mean, that's cool that you had a kitchen. I well, I mean, it didn't actually work. It was just for well, imaginary of play. <laughs> of I just don't think of that stuff as like, because I don't but even think I of, got it as a Christmas gift, and then it was a, a thing that I used for forever. Right. I understand. Um, my number four, you bought me. Ooh. Which is going to be my PlayStation Vita. Oh, okay, yeah. And the year, I try to look up the first time I downloaded a game on it. And so I think the year you got it for me was 2014. I remember I w- drove to Ardmore to get it from the Ardmore GameStop. So it was when we lived in Medill. Okay, that might have been the year before. 14 or 13, one of those years. Um We'll say 2014 just for the sake of saying it. Uh, so anyway, 
I love my PlayStation Vita. I still play it all the time now. Um, I, I mean, it's basically a Game Boy, but just with PlayStation stuff. And I have like a hundred games or whatever on it. So just it's do definitely that has held up, been good quality. Right. It's uh feels like I like we we have a DS as well. I mean, that's a thing we own. Uh, those feel like I'll break it. Like when I'm playing games, like I do feel like I might break this thing because it's. I don't know, there's something about it. Like, I do feel like if I get pissed enough, my thumb could go through this. Whereas in my Vita does not feel like that, right? Like, it feels like the same quality as, like, a laptop or a computer would feel, if that makes sense. Right. So, it's just... A, Sturdy. Right. Feels, I like the good. DS, though, but I did scratch the screen. And when I, I bought some... Petting ex- all your Pokemon? I, yeah, I bought some extra little stylus stuff that had, like, a clear tip. And when you pet the Pokemon... It left little scratches, so then I just quit using those and just used the one that it came with. Yeah. I it's use way, my finger. It's way better. No scratches with these I like the stylus. Um, all right. So the Vita's awesome. I'm sure I've brought it up many a times it. on the podcast. Um, games are still cool. They don't really release many these days. There's a game called Chasm or Chasm. Chasm, probably. Uh, that I kind of want to get. And another one called Tom Spinner's. They're both are on sale right now on the Vita because I saw them this morning. And I'm like, oh, but do I want to spend money on that? But come the summer, I'm going to be playing it a lot again, I bet. Unless like, just we save get it a up. Switch someday. Save it up. Save what up? Money. Oh, and not spend it on games? Yeah, and then in the summer, buy it because if you're not going to really play it well, until the summer. Well, there's a, it's on sale right now. Oh. There's a holiday sale I thing. I see. Um, there's a lot of games I want to buy. Like, I've been trying to hold off on the Spider-Man game that's been very good. And right now I can get the whole game and all the DLC for $50. So that was, like, part of my goal was to wait till I could not pay 60 for just the game and no DLC. But You also want a keyboard. Yeah, I want a keyboard and speakers <laughs> to make beats. And that's honestly probably going to come first. So we're going to see. Lots gonna of see. Christmas wish list items that are not already under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens. I have a birthday, you know. uh, (laughs) Can't lose hope. All right. What is your number three? Number three is a classic Christmas gift. Again, I think everybody probably got a version of it. It was a bicycle. Yeah. It was. That's actually my number three as well. Oh, right on. Number three. Um, What year was yours? You know, that's the one that I really don't know the year that I got it. I know what it looked like very well. And I know I had to be in elementary school. Right. I'd have guessed on mine a little bit too. I would say ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah, if I'd guess, I would say mine would be a ninety two. But I, the thing I remember most about it, it's not even about the bike. The bike was cool. It was red and gray or whatever. Um, had training wheels on it, you know, until I didn't. And I just remember saying that at my grandparents' house. Cause I stayed out their house a lot as a kid, and. Waking up at like three in the morning, having to go downstairs to use the bathroom because I was sleeping upstairs and they didn't have a bathroom upstairs and walking by the tree at like three in the morning and there weren't any presents. <laughs> and then me thinking like very strange. Well, I'm going to just try to stay awake. Like When I go back to bed, I'll just stay awake because I'll hear Santa because we must be last on the route. Right. Logic. Because, you know, I was like three, four years old, whatever I was at this time. Um, and I fell asleep, of course. That's what happened. Now, looking back on it, I'm sure it was my grandparents just woke up really early. Right. And they just woke up at like five in the morning and put the shit out. Right. And so anyway, but to me, somehow that like seemed into the idea of Santa even more. 
Like just the fact I got up to piss and it wasn't there at three in the morning <laughs> and then I missed him. I was like, yeah, I missed him because he's real. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Like logically, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, but. I always thought Santa came at midnight. That was what they said at our house. Oh, I see. Um, so you had to be in bed before midnight. And anyway, uh, bicycles. So yeah. So mine was them. mine was actually a special bicycle to me because it, one, it was purple, which yeah, you love purple. Purple's my color. But it also had um, light up stars. And I don't really know how to describe it for listeners, but in the middle part of the bike that connects the wheels to the handle and all that, like the the center console of your like bike, if frame. you will. Yeah, the frame part mm-hmm. where you would put your water bottle. It had this foam wrapped around it. And in that foam were these plastic stars that stuck out. And they had lights in it. And then those lights also were on the front of the bike and between the handlebars. And, of course, it had streamers. And so at dusk or or early morning, it was like these pink stars that would light up. And so on Christmas morning, it's still dark outside. And so I had to go out on the deck to look at the bicycle. It wasn't under the tree or anything. Right. But it was outside on the deck. And... I could see the stars all sparkling and the streamers. It was truly like Christmas magic with my purple light up bike, but I, I can't, mean, yeah. I can't find a picture of it anywhere online. Cause you just find ones for today, right. but it was pretty, pretty beautiful. And I think it also had training wheels on it at the time. And that's the one where I learned to actually ride a bike on. Right. That's how mine was. And I remember when I got my training wheels off was because we moved to this new little quadplex apartment thing where I live by my friend do, and do already rode without training wheels. And I told my parents, take them off. And they're like, do you need training? And I was like, no, I'll figure it out. And then they insisted. But I did. I figured it out the first time. But it was like all because like I wanted to not be a loser. <laughs> like, I better be cool. I got to take off the training wheels now. <laughs> I was very cautious when learning to ride the bike. It took me a few years. Also, at that time, really wanted to learn to ride a skateboard because I had a Ninja Turtle one. But I just was bad at it and never yeah, happened. Skateboarding was really hard. Did not work. I think it was just trying on those asphalt ro- roads of where I grew up. Yeah. It was like, yeah, was it? Probably. On my honorable ride. mentions, it seems like a good time to bring this one up. I also got one year a pair of inline skates, rollerblades. Those were really big growing up in the 90s. Yeah, I actually got that. Um, this is super tangent. I'm going to tell you anyway because you brought up rollerblades. I got rollerblades on Easter for an Easter gift because that was a thing that. Yeah, yeah, I got an Easter basket, too. And uh, my mom won a trip during the Warica Rattlesnake Hunt. She won a trip to Nashville in some drawing. So, like, her and my dad won this trip. They got on a plane and went to Nashville. And I had to stay with my grandparents during Easter weekend while they went to Nashville. And then I guess my dad also, same rattle hunt, won a $500 drawing. So it was like they were just having the fucking luckiest weekend. And so they bought <laughs> Easter me. Easter weekend. They bought me some inline skates. That they left my grandparents to give me while they were in Nashville. And then I rode the fuck out of that until my back hurt. Because rollerblades made your back hurt. That's what yeah. I always learned. Well, just depends on the roads. Oh, man. It was worse. Um, okay. Anyway, so both number three bicycles. Yeah. So what is your number two? Number two was a good... This is a good one. It was the VTech green kind of see-through plastic cordless phone. Okay. My sister and I... Like the white... And colors, or is this the one where it was black? Like, which color did you have? I have the green. 
I had a green one, and my sister got a red one that same year for uh, Christmas. I see what you're saying. This was 1999. I was thinking of the ones where you could change the colors. They had like little plastic. No, this was swaps. a 1999 VTech came out with these kind of see-through plastic looking phones, similar to what they had in the 80s. But this, these were like a kind of like a foggy plastic, like you couldn't see as clearly through it right but you could still kind of see the wires and stuff on the inside of the phone and hers was tinted red and mine was tinted green and did y'all get your own phone line with yeah we so had that's probably like the line. bigger thing right well she already had her own phone line i did not have a phone for my room she wanted and a this new is phone. like the time period back before cell phones for anyone unfamiliar right that's the, young. my sister had a pager before she had a cell phone right and this was before she even got the pager so this was like we couldn't get on the internet and be on the same phone so that was i think the real reason why they got a second phone line but it was in my sister's room and then when i got older they um attached my room to that phone line so we shared our own phone line but that year this what's funny about that christmas was miranda and i decided to decorate the house for mom as a surprise one year and we were looking through the garage for all the Christmas decorations and we opened up the ice chest because it was heavy when we were moving it and inside were the phones unwrapped and so we already knew we were getting them and we were so excited but we had to pretend like we didn't know right and so on Christmas Eve when we got the phones I like was ridiculous drama over the top excited because I couldn't pretend in a normal way. I don't know why, but right. nobody nobody knew. But Miranda was like, "Cut it out! You're being extreme." But I I really did like the phone a lot. But it has a fun little memory associated with it, and they were really cool. But we also had our own phone line, so that made it even cooler. Right. Um, my number two is one that I spent this morning trying to figure out what year I thought it would be. I would have bet everything it was earlier in my life than this, but. Given the time frame that they literally came out, according to the internet, this had to happen my senior year of high school, which was in 2005, which was an iPod. Yeah, I remember seeing one when I was in high school for the first time, but I thought I was a freshman. I would have swear I was a sophomore or junior when I got mine, but then I really thought about it. I was like, well, I guess I used CDs in my first car I had, and then second, like, it wasn't until I had my truck my senior year of high school that I remember having an iPod plugged in through one of those monster radio adapters or whatever. So I guess it was my senior year. Um, the thing I remember most about it was it was the first one that was in color. Yeah. Um, and so you could have like the album art or whatever. I never bought anything on iTunes back in high school. I mean, it was 100% all Napster shit and LimeWire, Kazam, Morpheus, whatever peer-to-peer network you know was popular at the time. And I had all this music, and my mom let me open it before she wrapped it, like take it out of the package, hook it up to the computer. Set it up. And set it up, load all the songs on it, and then I just waited until Christmas with more songs I downloaded, like ready to install more songs. And I just was always a person that I enjoyed having a bunch of music and a lot of music no one knew about or whatever, especially out of my peers. Um, So the iPod was perfect for me. Had a couple games on that one back in the day. Um, it was great. I don't know. I it's always really wanted it. a true iPod, and the one we have now is the closest I ever got to. I mean, I did get a iPod Shuffle right w- uh, one year, and it was black, and it was cool. 
Yeah, and I was liked like it, the, but, or I, no, it was a Nano. It was an iPod Nano. It wasn't the Shuffle. Yeah, the Shuffle has no screen. The Nano is yeah, like this super is the small. Nano. It was the skinny one. Yeah. I always I like the fact mine was uh, the full size. It also had to like Mosier's iPod engraved by lasers on the back. My mom got it <laughs> like special. Fancy. It's all specially done. Um, but yeah, it iPod just real important. It's funny now because now I don't even I still barely use our iPod. I, I, <laughs> I've i downloaded traveling. I've downloaded an update that needs two gigs of space. I have it maxed out of songs, and for two weeks I've been going through it and trying to delete songs, and I'm like, well, I guess I don't love that song, and I'm still not down the two gigs. So that's annoying. I kind of wish yeah. we had a bigger one, but then again, we didn't pay for it, so we can't It was be. just for our wedding playlist. Right, I was like, it's cheaper wanna, than a band. He goes, yeah, do y'all want a band or an iPod? And I was like, I'll take the iPod. Yeah. So, can't be too picky, but... It's um, pretty blue. I did love my first iPod. It was very great for me. What color was it? It was black. A black one. Yes. It was the first time they had something other than white. And I was like, I want that black one. Which is funny because now you, you know would me, want the white one. I love white <laughs> electronics and that's all I want. So it's funny that's how it went at the time. All right, Koopy. I already know the answer because we're married. Yeah. But I guess you let everyone know what your number one is. My number one was an American Girl doll named Kirsten Larson. She was made by the Pleasant Company, and they the American Girl dolls were like a huge thing uh, in the 90s. She actually was uh, first created in 1986, I discovered, when researching for this podcast. Um, and then they retired her, or archived her collection in 2010, so you can't get her any longer. But right. Kristen Larson was a little pioneer-inspired doll set in 1854. She was... New to America from Sweden, and she lived on the Minnesota frontier. And so the catalog had a bunch of different dolls in it, but each, you know, couple pages was a different outfit and collection of clothes for your doll. Right. And so getting Kirsten was the biggest gift of all time for me. Yeah. And then every year after that, I would get stuff for, for Kirsten. I want to say, maybe not, but. The time I, when I first learned about American Girl dolls, because being a only child boy, with no like I, I didn't know anyone with an American Girl doll that I know of, like it just isn't thing I knew of until I knew you and we were watching Conan and Conan goes to the American Girl doll. It's one of my favorite episodes. Place I don't the know store, the store in or New whatever. York, I think is where he is. And it's so funny that <laughs> and you were like, oh yeah, and you told me all about yours, and I didn't know about it until then, but now I'm very aware. Yeah, this American Girl doll culture. My sister had Samantha, who was another. There were the first three original were Kirsten, Samantha, and Molly. And my sister had Samantha, and I had Kirsten. And so I was envious of her doll for a long time. But they're kind of expensive. It's about a hundred dollars for a doll, especially back in yeah, in the eighties. The night she Early, was, she got her, hers in the eighties. I got right. mine in the nineties. But um, yeah, and so my mom wouldn't get it for me right away. I had to earn it. I had to be mature enough and responsible enough. And eventually I got it. But that Christmas morning, I actually opened her bed first because the boxes were almost the same size. And so that kind of spoiled it a little bit, but I was so excited because I knew the bed instantly because I had poured over that catalog and I knew it was Kirsten. So I was like, Kirsten's under the tree somewhere. And so I had to (laughs) dig and find her and she was, Awesome, and then I she had these beautiful braids that kind of go up like Princess Leia, but she's right. blonde. 
Um, and then I took them down that same day and I almost ruined her hair because they never looked the same after that. And my mom kind of got mad at me because I <laughs> right. ruined the doll within the first 24 hours. But she was still beautiful to me and I played with her for a long, long, long time and never cared about the hair. I just braided it back as best as I could and I still have her to this day and I think last weekend or two I dressed her in her Christmas outfit yes because you've recently got her back in your life uh she's been here but her trunk of clothes and stuff has been at my parents and so we got the trunk and she had, was in her spring outfit so I had to put her in her winter Christmas outfit would you like for me to cut that last part about you dressing your doll recently no. Or leave it in. You can leave it in. I okay. love Kirsten. I have no shame <laughs> on that. And it was kind of funny because our dog, Nymeria, kept looking at me with a side eye like. Do I get to chew that up? Yeah. She wanted to play and I wouldn't let her. Um. All right. Well, I'm glad you have such good memories. I do. I had a lot of great Christmas memories. All right. My number one is going to be PlayStation 2 that I received in 2001. So I would have been uh, 13 years old at that time, whatever grade that is. I don't fucking know. but Maybe sixth or seventh grade? Yeah, something like that. It was a big deal because, man, I love video games, and so that's the obvious one. But also because it was the first DVD player I had, and like the only DVD yeah. player I had forever. Um, and I, it's hard for people that didn't live through that time to realize like DVD players were like expensive, and not everyone had one, and DVDs were awesome. So, like, as soon as you got one, it was just way cool. I don't know. So, like, that was, like, just a big part of it. Um, also, I remember getting Final Fantasy X, like, a week or two before Christmas. I want to say it came out because the PlayStation 2 came out in 2000, but I didn't get it then. I had to wait till like, the next year to get it. And I knew my parents were getting it for me for Christmas, so then I went out and bought Final Fantasy X with my money, and I just had it sitting by my TV for, you know, a week or two. Just so fucking pumped, right? Because <laughs> I knew my parents didn't buy that for me. They bought me another game. And I opened it, put it in. I remember it so well. And then I just was so disappointed because I don't really like Final Fantasy X. I've tried to replay it many a time since then. Even now, I have it on my Vita, and I've tried to replay it. It just wasn't what, like, 9 and 7 and, you know, the previous ones that I really liked were. And... It was a lot of disappointment that one day, I guess. But overall, PlayStation 2, I mean, I played it all the way up until I gave it to Shad like three years ago. Yeah. And that one actually wasn't my original one, but still the same concept of like PlayStation 2 lasted forever. It was just great. Lots you of games. You had your PlayStation 4 for a long time, too. Yeah. It's barely making it. Someday. Sounds terrible. Yeah. It, it sounds really bad. It sounds like a jet engine. <laughs> um it's just fucking old. And if you set it the right way on something, it'll just keep trying to eject discs because it's like all fucked. So, but I'm going to try to make it till the next one, you know? So anyway, PlayStation 2, uh, I just think that was the coolest video game system I got. And all the video game system Christmases are were good. You know, always good memories associated with yeah, those. Yeah, because you had a week to play it. Right. You had like the time no to play stress, it. And you just no one to bag it on you to go do your homework. Exactly. You just get to hook it up and just play it. It's all new, all fun. You don't hate things about it yet. Um All right, you said you had some honorable mentions. Oh yeah, I could keep going. I could do top twenty. But a couple of other real quick ones. Um one from college time, I think it was about two thousand eight. 
all through high school, I wanted a North Face jacket, but they're expensive, and my mom wasn't just going to buy one. But that year, she found one, I guess, on eBay that was still new, had the tags on it and everything, and it was purple and gray. And so that year, I got a North Face jacket for Christmas. I was super excited about that. Kind of want a new one this year because that one's getting a little snug. Right. Not the same size as I was in 2008. Use that as motivation, <laughs> you know, for your New Year's resolution. I just want a that. new jacket. Um, <laughs> it is easier. It is easier. Um, also, one year I got the desk that is currently in this room from Santa. Santa brought me a desk, and that was really exciting because I was always... Good job, Santa's elves, on the high-quality desk. It's a very nice desk. It's a real wood, um, heavy-quality desk. But I also got a new bed bedding set that year I think so it was like a bedroom makeover that was fun for me I think I was like in middle school right on um I got a Sega Genesis once that was cool it has another video game console it did not come with Sonic it came with this fighting game that I've looked up the name of before but I don't remember what it is at the moment I really didn't like the Sega Genesis much but it was what I had so I had to play it there just wasn't too much of a choice back then. My mom was like, "Oh, that one's a hundred dollars. Super yeah. Nintendo's two hundred. You're getting that one. That's a hundred dollars." <laughs> so that's just it was what it was. Yeah. Um, same with my Nintendo sixty four. I got that. I wanted to like it. Yeah, I remember playing Nintendo sixty four. I think the reason I didn't like it as much as a lot of people is somehow my mom bought the only edition that didn't come with Super Mario World. Oh. Or no, I'm yeah. sorry, didn't come with Mario sixty four. And that's like one of that's obviously be the like best 3D platformer ever or whatever. And my friends all had it, so I'd seen it, but like I just it just didn't come with my game. So all I liked playing that I owned were wrestling games, and that is cool. But when I look back on that system, I'm like, well, how are wrestling games? Yeah, so, we anyway. I we played like Yoshi's stuff and right. Anyway, I also had one a couple like. Do you remember the ice tickle bears or the doodle bears that like came out like in the nineties? Like, do you ever remember seeing those commercials? No, I don't think so. One year, I got this icicle bear that you could like put in the freezer, and it would change colors, and you would tickle it. And I have it, no it idea what you're talking about. Yeah, change back from the heat. And then they had these doodle bears that came out one year, and you could draw on them and wash them, and they come back out clean, and you could on them again those were always like big i was a big trendy christmas present person i got all the trendy gifts i got barbie jeep one year all i wanted were video games and legos pretty much i got beauty and the beast vhs that was a big one and a beauty and the beast pillow and a beauty a bell barbie it's a big beauty and the beast fan right um oh and i did want to mention my worst christmas gift ever um, that I got from my parents. It was, I mentioned earlier in this podcast with Snappy of the first Christmas that I knew there wasn't a Santa and we had to do Christmas on the 24th and all that. For whatever reason that year, my parents thought they'd buy me a remote control car, but not like a good RC remote control car like all my friends had that had like the real fucking battery packs and shit, but like the shitty black one with a cord that attached to the controller. So like you couldn't even fucking drive it around right like you had to be within like three feet of it because it had this cord attached to it you were walking your car yeah it's basically walking (laughs) my car and it like wasn't powerful at all like it was it was just so shitty and i remember being so disappointed like and not to the point of like i verbally complained 
but just being like, oh, Christmas fucking sucks. And I really feel like, because you know me as a very ball humbug person. Such a Scrooge. Right. And I really think it all started then. It was like, no Santa, we're doing Christmas a year early, because your dad's got to work. Oh, yeah, here's a shit gift. Like, I just think that was the start of it all. I called someone that day and went, Santa's not real. You're wrong. And, like, fucking try to ruin his happiness. It was just, uh, that was the day. Wow. So anyway, well, I saw I'm dog. sorry that you got that card and it tainted Christmas for you. Yeah, mom. <laughs> all right, that's all I had um, on, for our episode this week. But, I can't think of, like, a really bad one, so I guess that's all I have, too. All right, well, I'm sure we went longer... Yeah, see, this is what's happened, is ever since we've, I mean, it's the first episode, but now two times, I go way longer because I can't see the computer, so I don't know how long we've been going. It's coming a problem. You'll have to cut that. No, I don't have to. It's fine. I'll leave it in. Um, all right, well, thanks for coming on again so soon. It wasn't bad that time either. Yay. I'm glad I didn't do so terrible. I'm always the worst case scenario. Not always. You were <laughs> at one time. Now you're not. I just said that. Um, but hey, I'm hoping to get some good books this Christmas, and I'll come back sometime soon and tell you all about the books I'm reading in 2019. Perfect. All right, peace, peace, and love. Happy holidays.